This is Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. And uh, hard stuff. <laughs> I got it. Stuff. Man, Phil Fisher, he's so nice when I have him on the episode. Yeah. He, he, does, does, he, does, he does the that hard, part. He does the hard stuff. But I have my beautiful wife, uh, Savannah Marlowe, on the episode, and we're going to talk about what, how it's been a God-centered relationship in our lives. So today we've been together for 10 years. We've been almost married for five, but we've been together for, for 10 years. I was a junior in high school, yeah. and she was a sophomore in high school. So, But before we get into all of that, how's your week been? Not too bad. We're working out, yeah. so legs are very sore today. Yeah, we're recording this podcast right after we worked out in the morning. Yeah, so did some running, did some weights. Yeah, sore. That's pretty much it, just yeah. sore. Yeah, we realized we have all these steps to our apartment, and when we get done with our workout, they are the worst possible steps yeah. that you can possibly have. You think you're done when you leave the gym, and then you get to the stairs and... You gotta keep going. Yep. It's endless stairs here. Yeah. Endless stairs. Yeah. Stairs at the apartment, stairs at work. I'm really gonna push this elevator idea now. Yeah. So Need if you it. have thirty thousand dollars <laughs> for an elevator, that would that would help Savannah and I a lot. I think Jimmy would appreciate it too, because he also is working out. Yeah. So. Our whole church is working out <laughs> at this point. Yep. Yeah. New Courtesy of Ashley and Phil Fisher. Yes. So Thank you for doing that. <laughs> I have realized that I'm fat. Oh and that my I had goodness. To work out. So, and guess what? Hard. Losing weight is hard. Losing weight is hard. Today, all my numbers went the opposite direction. Same. Yeah. <laughs> we can't eat on the weekends, apparently, because no. we don't eat healthy. No. And don't drink enough water. <laughs> no, I definitely don't drink enough water. So what, as we get into this episode, you know, you know, we'll probably, you know, talk about, you know, specific things that we've went through as a couple, um, but also just like, you know, just how God has been at the forefront of all those moments, even the bad moments in, in our lives. Um, so, you know, just to get started, you know, Savannah, tell, tell, you know, the people that are watching and listening how our relationship kind of started. Yeah, so... I mean, we're high school sweethearts, so um, kind of started, <clears throat> kind of started around that time. Um, but we actually didn't meet in high school first, at least as far as I'm aware. I'm pretty sure we met at the church first, but I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. So we had a mutual friend Ben, um, who brought us both here, and then youth group is kind of where it all started. So we met each other there and hung out quite a bit. Um, doing meal ministry on Fridays here and there, uh, youth hangouts, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then from there, we started dating in high school. Um, so just that typical high school relationship, probably super embarrassing when you think back to yeah. it. <laughs> but but um, but you were a year older than me, so we never really had classes together either. Yeah. I think. German. We wouldn't. We wouldn't have had classes together, even if we were. Oh in the same grade. no, that's true. I was stupid, and you are that's very smart. That's not true. I'm pretty dumb. You just didn't like school. This is why Phil Fisher is so good on the podcast because we have the same brave wave. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. is that what it is? <laughs> so you call him Phil Fisher stupid? No, I'm saying we're the same. Oh, so yeah, we probably wouldn't have had the same classes because no. I was very studious you know ap dual credit yeah don't know why i did it to myself but um but yeah so we i mean we had german together at one point but yeah honestly it our relationship probably wouldn't have happened if we hadn't met in youth because i don't know if our paths Mm. would have ever crossed otherwise but yeah so it's basically how it started youth group into high school yeah, and a, and, a, and a lot of times we would go down to the meal, you know, on Friday specifically mm-hmm. was the day that I was always down there. So we constantly was always serving down at the meal yeah. together. And- I think there was a youth night. I don't know if it was like every Friday or a certain Friday, but I remember like the youth group used to go down because that's how I got started at the meal. But I can't for the life of me remember because I remember Ben would always go down and I think like. Hannah and Gracie and all of them would also go down 
and like it was just kind of like the youth night whether it was actually officially that or not i'm not sure no because i think that night happened mm-hmm. a different night so oh, that really? night happened like on a sunday evening oh it might have been um that was kind of just the the month or the you know the week of whatever month it was that we would go down there and, and volunteer for that and that didn't that only lasted for so long but um so yeah those are the moments that i remember you know kind of how we started and obviously there's so many awkward moments that that we probably had that we didn't realize because oh for we were sure young. and the dynamic of like our relationship too was kind of different because you know just at that moment i lived in mount etna yeah you, and live you lived in far. huntington so we lived pretty far so it's not like we could go on dates all the time or well, walk somewhere all the time neither of us could drive yeah so at like moment. at least the first year i feel like of our relationship was having to coordinate with parents and be like hey will you drive us <laughs> to the movies and then we'll walk somewhere to eat so it was yeah. a lot of like applebee's, applebee's in, movies. in the movies applebee's in probably the movies. standard date of huntington residents <laughs> And every high school yeah. person. Walk around Walmart for a minute. Oh, yeah. It was too cold, so we go inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there, so there's like a lot of those moments, you know, early on. That was, it's obviously just funny thinking back. Um, but it's so interesting to me to think about how God kind of starts something mm-hmm. um, and then where we're at now because, you know, if you asked me back then, if I would have ever pictured our relationship looking the way that it looks now, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have looked this way. Oh, yeah. So um, early on, I knew that this was the person for me, that I was going to marry this, you know, this person. Um, but our life and the way that it looks now looked way different than the way mm-hmm. that I thought. And I think that's so neat. But also, you know, it can be... It can be difficult in a relationship when you don't know where things are going to go. So there's those moments as well. But there's also lots of positives and negatives, you know, in our relationship. What do you think is a positive for our relationship? I'm glad we're starting off with positive. Um, I think like you said, I feel like God has always been very, like, key in our relationship. I mean, I think we've done a great job at keeping him first I, I mean that's not an easy thing to do especially just with the world and with life it's easy to uh, put your spouse or your significant other first or put work or all these other things ahead of God but I think we've been very intentional about making sure God is first and like being prayerful about decisions that we make and so I think that's really helped our relationship kind of get to where it is And I mean, honestly, without God, like we said earlier, like this relationship may have never happened. Mm -hmm. Like it was a very God, I feel like, orchestrated thing. And just keeping God at the center and understanding that um, like without him, like our relationship may not be as healthy as it is. Um, It's just important. Yeah. So that is obviously the biggest positive, you know, in our relationship is kind of that God centered this is how i always always kind of describe this kind of the way that we view um you know church the way that we view Mm -hmm. you know prayer all those types of things that it's an obligation and a want Mm -hmm. so when those two pieces mash up together oh it's so easy to make decisions in your life it's so easy to to move forward it's so easy to stray away from arguments in a relationship Mm -hmm. when you understand that the things that God calls you to as a couple as one um, is an obligation it's a calling Mm -hmm. but it's also a want Um, it's something that you know you desire to do together you know whatever that might be so and and that's how we keep our relationship focused that's how we keep it on Mm -hmm. track that's how we you know stray away from arguments is we go back to that obligation back to that want you know, some people think that you, if, this is going to sound bad, <laughs> that love as an emotion mm-hmm. is the key to a relationship. But what happens when you argue with that person? It's hard to feel that emotional love yeah. anymore. But when you can go back to the calling that God calls both of you to, 
is to be together. You vow, you know, you you make your vows, mm-hmm. all those types of things together as one person. It's so much easier to allow some of those moments that are, you know, just not worth the arguments, not worth yeah. the to just float by and you just move on and you and you do whatever else. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't argue very much in our relationship. No, not really. Um, you know, there if we argue about anything, it's probably that. I don't get up or <laughs> yeah it's like very like silly things like mm-hmm. that or directions or yeah directions are our worst making decisions on where to eat <laughs> yeah so tell me s- some negatives that you think are in our relationship um so I know we talked about this a little bit before but I don't like the word negative so I'm gonna say challenges I'm going to say challenges in our relationship. (laughs) Negatives just sound so bad. Um, But this was kind of hard to think about. But I I think anything that I could think about would just stem from, like, the way we were both raised. Mm -hmm. So we we came from somewhat similar backgrounds, but I would say probably pretty different. No, not similar. I was poor. (laughs) You were upper upper middle class. This is your thing. Yeah. And I wasn't upper middle class. (laughs) You were. (laughs) They had name brand pop. They were upper middle class. No. Parents got name brand pop. (laughs) We got the store brand. Um, But so we have very different upbringings in terms of just like income level, but also like um, even just the beliefs that were in our households were fairly different. So I think sometimes whenever things come up that we do have disagreements on, it's typically stems from just like how we were raised mm-hmm. and like still kind of navigating that and like navigating us as our own people in our own family. Um, because it's so easy for stuff like that to come back up and be like, well, I've always done it this way, or I've always thought of things this way. And then trying to see things from a different point of view can sometimes be tricky. Mm-hmm. So when in, every time I can think of anything that's been difficult, it's always kind of stemmed back to that, like just how we were raised and how that was different. But now that we're at like 10 years together, that doesn't happen as often. Yeah, so typically, it was very early on. Those challenges happen very early on. And I'll just kind of, I'll talk about one specifically that we struggled with early on was her 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 family your family mm-hmm. um is really the complete opposite of my family in the way that they view things yeah and so that was a huge challenge in in the beginning of our relationship before you know marriage was in in the viewpoint anything yeah. like that and i and i thought you know at one point is this going to work because our views were so different they were mm-hmm. so polarizing and a lot of times we were we would even we would navigate away from that conversation. Just avoid it, yeah. And, and, avo- and avoid it. And you can only do that so long. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're, that, that topic will come up at some point. And you obviously, if, if you can't find, you know, balance anywhere, then that's got that's going to be a bad situation mm-hmm. later on in life. And I remember asking God, you know, is this going to work early on in our relationship? And I remember him saying to me to be patient. Mm-hmm. And when 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 I realized that it, it has it had a lot to do with patience in the beginning, you know, we started doing a couple Bible studies here or there. We started praying a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and God ended up working that thing, those things out through reading, through prayer. Um, and now I would say we align very similar on a lot of the yeah. things that you know we believe because our mission early on, even if we didn't think it was a mission or even knew mm-hmm. it was a mission, was to to align ourselves as closely as we could with the Bible. Yes. Um, and that's not always easy. Obviously, mm-hmm. there was definitely moments where we, you know, we questioned, you know, how this was going to work, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, so that was like one of the more difficult moments in our relationship. And God worked it out Yeah. pretty quickly, really. You know, we could have sat on those things for a long time. But through the Bible studies, through different things, mm-hmm. he was able to, you know, it doesn't matter what we, I think. It doesn't matter what you think. Mm-hmm. It matters what the Word of God thinks. Yeah. And I think that was that was kind of a pivotal moment in our relationship 
was let's not think about who's right Mm -hmm. and who's wrong. Let's look to see what the Bible says. And I think that was a, a huge help. And I think that is kind of the key to why we why we're able to put God at the center mm-hmm. of our relationship is because we don't care what each other think in a in a more in a bigger viewpoint. Yeah. About certain things like big topics nowadays like abortion, like homosexuality, mm-hmm. like drinking, like all these other things in the world yeah. that the world kind of fights about, kind of gets in, you know, in big arguments about. Mm-hmm. Rather than us saying this is what we think, this is what we think, we look to the Bible to see where we should think Mm -hmm. about these things. And I think that's where it definitely has changed over the years because when we first started dating, we were both very new Christians. I think I had maybe been saved, like had officially been saved for two months maybe but i had only been coming to church Mm -hmm. for four or five so like that all of that was very new to me never was really raised in it i know you had some more background than i did but we were we're very new christians and i think that's just where over time things got easier too because not only did we have that switch in mindset but we were also maturing more in our faith and so we started to get a better understanding of just our beliefs anyways. And then, like you said, we began to lean on the word more. And if there was ever any like differences or like we weren't sure about certain things, we were pretty quick to turn to, okay, well, what does the Bible say? And, and then see how that applied in our lives and, and where we stood and what we were thinking before and how we needed to maybe switch our mindsets. Yeah, and so there's been a there's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. You say all my negatives is um, I don't get up when you want me to we get up. We weren't supposed to say these on the podcast. <laughs> no, that's what you told me in the beginning. No. When we when we look, see now look, we're arguing in front of everybody, oh, no. and everything you said doesn't mean anything. No, yeah, is that I don't get up. That's my yeah. biggest negative. You, I'm a very much a morning person. You are not a morning person. Yeah. I think of a lot of our, this could be a positive and a negative at the same time. Maybe not. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's either either or. <laughs> Depends you, on the day. The people that are watching and listening, they can determine whether this is a positive or a negative. But we're very polar opposites in like our patient levels, mm-hmm. the way we worry. I'm very much go with the flow, carefree, and you're very much planned organized yeah which in in when i look at it we balance each other out very oh, yeah. very much but obviously you can get irritated at me for being you know so carefree mm-hmm. and i can get upset with you for being overly worried about a certain thing mm-hmm. so i think you know a lot of times those are the moments we try to help each other mm-hmm. because we are different yeah you know we're not the same person and most of the time that i most of the people that are the same probably struggle because they don't have that their significant other who's able to balance them out and pull them in the direction that they need to go yeah so you know there's been a lot of moments that we've had with god in our relationship like i mentioned with phil fisher when we did the podcast that he let us stay Mm -hmm. with him you know at their home what was that like to, to do that was that ever in your in your picture to do oh, something like that I don't think so I mean like you said I'm a pretty big planner so I'm like okay this is how things are gonna be and typically it doesn't go that way which is probably for the best my plans probably aren't the best plans at all times but I mean we were actually looking to get a house like before we moved in with them so I know this was kind of a big like topic for us because I didn't really want to do an apartment, you know, I was like, you know, it's cheaper to buy a house, trying to convince my family of that was a little rough, we had a lot of conversations, Um, and so we were looking to buy a house, but at the time, I was still finishing up college, because I think I was student teaching, so I was back in town, but was still in college, so I couldn't, like, have my own income, so we were going to rely on one income, 
you were going to be the only one on the mortgage. And it was just like hurdle after hurdle. And I think, I think that's kind of where once the option of living with Phil and Ashley was presented, when they like offered that to us, it to, to most and probably to me at first didn't seem ideal. Cause I was like, okay, we're going to be newlyweds. They hadn't been married that long. I don't remember how many years are between our marriages, but I was like, I don't know, like this, this might be tough, but I think probably all those hurdles of trying to buy a house was God being like, no, like you don't need to do this. Stop trying to do this. Like, and like actually living with them was such a better option. I mean, I think we learned a lot from them. Like it gave us a a good friendship and a, a good like Christian couple to kind of learn some stuff from. And then it gave it gave us a good chance to kind of get on our feet because if we probably had bought a house, I don't think it would have gone very well. Like I don't know how we would have done it because we were not in a place to have a house, but we were trying. We were really yeah. trying. Yeah, we were trying. So then you know, we started living with Bill and Ashley, and you know, obviously that was pretty easy for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very gracious to us in a lot of ways. But then we started to look for a house, mm-hmm. you know. So I think we were there for like six months, and then we actively started looking yeah. for um, started the process. a home, which was not easy to do. No, because we hit that the housing market right as it kind of exploded, and you know we would look for a house, we'd put something in, it'd fall through. Mm-hmm. Look for a house, you know, we kept going doing that. We continued to pray because not only did we they were fine with it, but in our minds, we've we have, we have, oh, what's the right phrase? We've stayed our welcome. Oh or whatever. yeah, like overstayed. Yeah. yeah, we've overstayed our welcome at Phil and Ashley's, and we we got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, you know, we got to find our own place, and we still were in kind of a weird place where, you know, you know, we were building credit. You know, we we're trying to, you know, think: Do we have enough money to mm-hmm. afford? you know, a house and we were looking at houses that we probably didn't have enough money yeah. to afford. And then um, we had a, at least I had a very like specific idea of like where I wanted to be and like what type of house I wanted, mm-hmm. even though like I knew well, it was a starter home. I was like, no, like it has to be in this part of town. And that just made it more expensive. So it was very minimal wanting to give up. <laughs> yeah. No sacrifices. <laughs> so the first house we ended up going to look at, um, Ended up, we were about to put an offer in, and it falls through at the mm-hmm. last second. Then we look at probably... We looked at so many houses. Tons of homes after all that. And so we we ended up later on getting a call back from these people that had this... The first house, mm-hmm. we were like, we're putting an offer in, and we're going to get this home. And they they came back and said, are you still wanting a home? And we're able to put an offer in, and it, and it, it all goes through just fine. Mm-hmm. And we get the house that we originally started. And that was a moment that I realized that God the whole time kept telling us to be patient, mm-hmm. and that He would that He would see us through. Um, and God showed us there that the, the the home that you originally wanted, I'm going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And He and at that moment, we really should have paid like oh, twenty thousand so dollars more. more at least for that home. Yeah. Because of the housing market, it wasn't worth that much more. But yeah. because of the way things were, we should have had to pay that much more to oh, get yeah. that home. But we got it for the what was listed for mm-hmm. originally. Um, and that was a huge blessing because that that was fit right into our budget, all that type mm-hmm. of stuff that we were able to get. And then, so we had, you know, our struggles through, you know, throughout that just, you know, money wise and stuff like that but it was so such an interesting thing is we really didn't have the money for that house oh i don't think so not with the way that th- th- that we went i mean we just had enough really to for the mortgage and stuff but we we're able to really do whatever we wanted still mm-hmm. you know with reason yeah and yeah we still traveled we still played a lot of disc golf during that time in that yeah. house <laughs> And I think at that moment, God was showing us that he's the provider of all things. Mm-hmm. So not only does he say that, you know, that he's going to come through, but he's also the provider. Mm-hmm. And 
um, you know, that he can stretch a dollar as far yeah. as it possibly can go. And I think we saw that those moments in that in that house a lot with with what we had. And then, as I've talked about previously on the podcast, was our was probably the hardest moment we've had as a couple. You know, with my mom passing away and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm pretty much, you know, your typical man. I guess <laughs> is what you would say. I don't like to show emotion. Yeah. You know, you really at that from all the way up. Till then, you'd never seen me probably cry ever. I don't think so. Like, I was convinced you, you couldn't cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I and sit here and cry, like, every movie. You Like, you turn and look at me, like, ready for the tears. And, like, I look at you and you're just like, what? That's not sad. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, you know, I'm your typical man. I don't cry. But when mom was going through her cancer and stuff, those were the hardest moments that I had. And those were the moments where you saw me break down mm-hmm. and cry and things like that. And then when mom got really, really sick and she couldn't do anything by herself, not only did we have our home, but then every two days we had to pack up, yeah, go to my sister's house and take care of mom, which was hard. Yeah. You know, those moments weren't easy for our relationship at all. But but God kept putting it together mm-hmm. where we understood what had to be done, even when it was difficult. Yeah. And there was I'm sure there was moments where we argued at, at times about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but but those were, you know. We probably played so much Yahtzee and, and dice yeah, and did some puzzles, puzzles and, and all sorts of things when we were there. Like, you know, constantly take care of mom. And mm-hmm. it was it was a drain. Yeah. You know, for us to have to continue to pack up and leave. But it, it was also it was also a building for our relationship mm-hmm. that that God was showing us that we can make it through very difficult things yeah you know and that's kind of what how i saw that whole situation with mm-hmm. mom well and it put i think it put you in a place where you almost had to be a little more vulnerable i don't mm-hmm. know if that's harder for guys i mean it's hard for people in general <laughs> but it might be harder for guys but like even those moments of just like because i i know there was times where i really had to pry because i was like okay you know something's wrong and you're like i remember one day specifically you were like super upset i don't mm-hmm. i don't remember why i think you had just gone off the phone your yeah mom. i remember that day very and you were vividly. so upset and i was like i was like you want to talk about it? And you're like no i'm just gonna go for a walk mm-hmm. and i was like no we're gonna talk about it and like that was the day like you broke down mm-hmm. i think that like that was the first one i was like okay yeah like this is this is hard like i i mean it's not easy and like i knew it wasn't easy on you but you were putting up i think a pretty good front like of being like you know it's fine like everything's gonna be okay and I you're probably doing a lot of it for your mom but I was like that was the moment where I was like okay and like you could see just how hard it was Mm -hmm. but I think that was a good moment for us because it gave you the chance to just be vulnerable and I was like okay like we're gonna swap roles here (laughs) like I'm gonna comfort you and like we're gonna get through this and Mm -hmm. like I think you really opened up as much as you were willing because I mean like I'm gonna pry and I'm sure there's things you're like, I don't want to talk about this. I'm like, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> like, I'm going to make you. Um, but I think even even in that moment, too, with your mom, like, COVID was slightly a blessing. People are going to hate that I said that. But COVID happened right around when all of that was happening. And, like, from that, that gave us the chance to – to do so much with your mom and to care for her like that. Because my job at the time I was teaching, school's closed. Mm-hmm. And if that hadn't happened, like you would have been able to go do all that, but I would have been at home. And like that would have probably put a big strain on us because we would have been so separate because there would have been no way I could have drove to South Whitley and back all the time. And so just I think even that, seeing how God worked in that time of just kind of putting life on pause for a little bit to just do what we needed to. Yeah. Like in the grand scheme of things as a blessing, even though like it was a pretty tough time yeah. all around. And and there was a lot in, into all that. I lost my job during that. Yeah. You know, so not only do we, <laughs> not only do we not have we just had enough money for the house. I mm-hmm. lose my job. Mm-hmm. You know, 
right at the start of the year, basically. Yeah. And then the way that and God kind of just showed that, you know, he opens doors in a lot of different ways where I started coming here to the church and mm-hmm. working part time for, you know, while we took care of mom. I We took care of mom on Monday and Tuesday. I come, you know, on the other different days here part time and then eventually well, I was around. Um, it might have been when mom passed away, I came and worked at the church mm-hmm. full time. And it's, you know, I was upset when I lost my job. I almost wanted to beg for my job back, you know, there right when all this was happening because they just couldn't do it with, you know, yeah. me having to go all the time to mom's doctor's appointments and stuff like that. But they, uh, there was that moment where I'm sitting with the boss and he said, hey, we got to let you go. There was a moment where I wanted to beg for the job back, but I just really felt the Holy Spirit talking and saying just to leave. Mm-hmm. And there was like this overwhelming peace about the whole situation. Like, you know, typically, like I wasn't upset after that. You know, I just, I just knew things was going to be taken care of. And not long after, I started working here yeah. and then full time. And then now, you know, I've been here for a while now, but. You know, so all that happened, which was probably, like I said, our hardest moment that we've had as a couple. And then as as I'm working here, you're doing your schooling stuff. You're hating your schooling stuff. (laughs) It got rough. I really, I really tried to stick it out because, you know, you know me, I'm a planner. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to college. I'm going to get this degree. I'm going to work this job. It's going to be great. Wasn't great. No. Was not great. <laughs> no, she. There's a lot of moments where it was a lot of tears. Yeah, she was frustrated with the, yeah. how things were going for sure. And I remember, um, Jimmy comes to me, um, and kind of talks to me about you know some certain things and about this new job. You know, someone's stepping away. This new job's open, and then savannah started working at the church as um jimmy's executive assistant mm-hmm. and doing grants and fundraising and, and all the other like stuff that. that you do now but um that's kind of what the idea was when you came in mm-hmm. with certain things and um so then you have to think okay now we're working together yeah which i was surprised because he oh J- jimmy asked me that very specifically was do you think you can work mm-hmm. with your wife and i didn't see a problem yeah. Uh, at the time, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, I don't really know. I've never worked with you my wife. You never worked together. Um, and we're very different the way that we work in general because yes. she's very planned out and I'm not as planned <laughs> out. Um, and obviously our offices are yeah. far away anyways, but, you know, we eat lunch together every day. Yeah. and It's very different because in most relationships, it's like, you know, you work your own job, so you go your separate ways and for like eight hours in a day you don't see each other and you come back home and that's when you're like so you get like a break mm-hmm. we see each other 24 7 basically yeah. and you know i i was surprised to see that we actually worked fairly well together mm-hmm. um knowing that like we do our own different we do different things um, at the church but then when we first when you first got the job not only did I lose my job at that one moment? And then I got this job, but then you started working for the church. So now obviously that was a huge pay cut. Yeah. So like a huge pay cut really. Um, so we're still living at that house, but yet God keeps providing for mm-hmm. us. We still have enough. We're still able to do pretty much everything. Yeah. I think maybe we stopped going out to eat one of the three days that we went <laughs> out to eat. Yeah, um, but and God keeps providing for us, and I. And, I mean, I really think a lot of that is with prayer too, because mm-hmm. it wasn't just like a, I'm just gonna leave my job. Yeah, like that was a tough decision because I I probably would have just stuck it out at the school, like if I really felt like I had to, and like if there was no other way. But we we prayed a lot. I remember that day when I brought home that paper because. When you're a teacher, at least I assume in most schools, they make you like sign your contract pretty early saying like you're coming back or you're not. Um, And a lot of people will just sign it. And then if they change their mind in the summer, like they at least have like something that they can rely on. I remember getting that paper and I was like, I can't sign this. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's I was like, there's no way I, I can't keep doing this. And I remember we sat there 
And I was like, I need, like, we need to pray about this. Mm-hmm. And we prayed together about this decision before I signed the paper saying I wasn't coming back. Yeah. But in that whole moment, it wasn't, you were looking to go to other schools. Yeah. I didn't think I wasn't going to not teach. Yeah. I just thought I was going to be somewhere else. Yeah. And then you got the offer to work here. Yeah. And then you had to make that decision out. To what? Is this the avenue? You spent four years doing your degree. Yeah. Still you know. paying some student loan debt. Yeah. You're, you're, and to be honest, your parents were upset that you were going to be a teacher in general. Yeah. Um, to a certain degree, um, just because there's not a lot of money in it. Yeah. Um, but then now you have to tell them, oh, I'm not going <laughs> to teach no more. I'm going to take a huge pay cut. Yeah. And go work at the church. Yeah, not use my degree. and Everything, everything, honestly, that, like, in that moment, to probably anybody would have been, like, are you crazy? And there's probably moments where I felt like I was crazy. I was, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Because it was a very, like, risky move. But I think because I think there was a lot of like trust like you had I had to have a lot of faith that like it was gonna work out because even looking for other jobs I was like it's like I don't know if I can do this like if I apply like what's gonna happen like I'm like okay guy like I, I need you to bring something because like I had my summer zoo job lined up but like that was just over minimum wage and after that it's like what am I gonna do like can't like you just being at the church by yourself could not be something we could have done so I was like okay God gotta figure out something and so I think him bringing this up bringing this job into my path wasn't something I ever expected but definitely was a God thing and has been a blessing since for sure mm-hmm. yeah and I think you know too that just the way that you are now that you are working here is so much different than the way that you were when you were working at the school. Hopefully in a good way. No, in, in, <laughs> in a great way. You know, just with being positive about mm-hmm. how things are going in life and, and th- all those things. Even when we were in our in our first home, mm-hmm. you know, it just felt more peaceful, you know, in our relationship and as individuals, knowing that, you know, we, we've taken this pay cut or whatever, but we feel good, we feel better, we feel, you know, we feel like we're where we're supposed yeah. to be. Um, and, you know, so there's that moment there that we had, you know, with you leaving and coming to work here. Now Jimmy offers us something different. And I didn't know how this one was going to work out yeah. because Jimmy offered us to stay in an apartment above one of the ministries mm-hmm. here. And obviously we've talked about, we talked about having our home. You love our, you love our, our first home. was so cute. You know? I was so excited about that house. And Jimmy asked, would, would you be willing? Because obviously he knew we weren't getting paid a lot, but this was a way potentially mm-hmm. to help us get more money, I guess, in yeah. the long run that we could save and things yeah. like that was by offering this place, you know, rent free, yeah. you know, that type of stuff, part of our pay with the church and I immediately was like that's what I want to do but I also was like Savannah's not gonna want to do that (laughs) wow you had no faith in me I really thought that when I when I came to you with this because we already had just changed so many things in our lives yeah you know with all the things we just talked about now up to this point where now I'm not I'm telling you because when we first talked as a couple you did not want to live in Huntington I yeah, I was very adamant of, like, didn't want to be in Huntington, didn't want to live in an apartment. Yeah. Like, and, and here were these two things. And Jimmy, he's, I basically told Jimmy, I said, well, I don't know what Savannah's thinking, but let me talk to her about it. And we're driving home because we drive, we drive 30 minutes back yeah. home, you know, every day after work. And I said, well, I got something to ask you. And obviously, you know, when someone, when your significant other says that, you're like, oh, no, this ain't, yeah. this ain't. <laughs> We got to talk. This is not good. Yeah. Um, and I never talk. So, you know, yeah. when you bring good. up something like <laughs> it's going to be life altering. Yeah. And it was. And I said, hey, Jimmy has offered this to us. You know, what do you think? And I was completely blown away when you when you thought about it for, you know, a minute or so. Mm-hmm. You know, like basically in the, in the long run, I'm sure we talked about other things. 
is let's do it. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, this was towards the end of the year. You know, we've been in our home for like a year and a half or yeah. maybe two years at that time. It wasn't time. very long. Um, and, you know, now we're moving to an apartment building that's not the greatest looking. It's a fixer upper. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good enough to live in. Um, but it has, it's, it doesn't look like our home looks. Yeah. And not only, you know, it's above one of our ministries, above the meal ministry that is serving. So there's some complications there with yeah. just feeling awkward when you're walking you into walk the building. You walk in and they all can see you walking <laughs> in. Like, and, hey. uh, so, you know, when all that kind of, when, when we talked about it, we moved very fast. Mm-hmm. So when the offer was offered to us, I think maybe it only took like three months. Yeah. And we I, were moved into this other place. I think we both just, I mean, we, we again had prayed over it and stuff, but I think we both just knew like this was what God was wanting for us, that like God was putting this in front of us. And so we were like, why wait? Like we and, weren't going to hesitate and give us the chance to like, yeah. change our minds. And this is something we've talked about before, um, but this is what I kind of I've found out just by the short amount of time that I've lived as a believer mm-hmm. is that it's better not to hesitate. When you feel God calls you to something, you can think and think and think and think about it. But if you continue to keep thinking, that means you're not doing what God calls you to mm-hmm. do. And I really felt that this was a God calling thing oh, yeah. that we're supposed to move. And even if you said no at the moment, I was going to do my best to convince <laughs> you. Were gonna you were going to persuade me that this is what needs to happen Mm -hmm. but luckily god kind of must have worked on your heart in a way that you know he just eased the whole thing it was a breeze to do and um we moved quick and it was it was it was what Mm -hmm. it was we sold our house for more than what we bought it for by a lot it sold quick you know god blessed us through that uh, as well so we had some money that we were able to do different things we were able Mm -hmm. to fix some things the church didn't have to fix some things and we're able to donate because we live up there more to, yeah. you know, the things that, you know, we like donating to. And, um, you know, just all those things kind of work itself out that God used those moments in a way that we could help other people mm-hmm. as well in different ways. But what also showed us that, you know, it doesn't matter like what your house looks like. It doesn't matter where you live. All that matters is you continue to do what God calls you to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm glad that that moment wasn't as hard because when you think about where our relationship is now, it's a huge blessing to live where we're oh, at. Oh, 100%. You know, and to, to you know, she doesn't like it, but we walk on Sundays. <laughs> I don't know. mind it, but winter is cold. Yeah, we still walk. It's good. It wakes us up in the morning. Yeah. And Frostbite. Yeah, not frostbite. <laughs> it's not that cold. <laughs> But just certain things like we save on gas. Like I said, we were driving 30 minutes back and forth um, a lot, uh, you know, because, you know, coming here on Wednesdays and Sundays and and for church and stuff like that. Um, But then, you know, now we're here. We can walk to work if we want. Um, We still drive to work, but that's because we we have to use the car (laughs) for work. You know, so there's been so many different moments. And I've obviously I've left out lots of different moments, too, but. There's been so many moments where God has showed himself in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think because we're willing and intentional to see God in our relationship, he continues to keep blessing us. Yeah. And that's a huge thing because that sets us in a place as a couple to know that, that no matter how hard or crazy life gets, is that we're able to, to continue to do what God calls us because we know what God is able to do mm-hmm. after. Yeah. And, you know, that's like, I think that's the key to a relationship. Being willing as a couple to do what God calls you to do. Mm-hmm. No matter what that is, no matter how scary it might be. Yeah. That's kind of the key to a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Relationship with each other in a relationship with God. Yeah. Be willing to do what God calls you to do. And it's not easy. Like, no, I, I feel like we make it sound easier than it is, but I mean, I don't know. Year one of us dating wasn't that easy. Like no. it's definitely taken time. And, and I think just our experiences, it's become easier over time because like you said, we've seen 
God work and how how trusting him and being faithful to him has blessed us um, and has been so much better than any plans we could have made. But I mean, it's it's not easy and it, it can be challenging. And sometimes you can start to doubt. Um, and that's just when you go back to prayer, God's mm-hmm. word and and all the testimonies that you have from times before. Yeah. And so how do you think, though, that we've grown as individuals and as a couple with all the things that we've talked about already? How do you where do you think God has kind of, you know, grown us and, and, and matured us in, in those different ways? Um, well, I think individually first, like, I mean, you've talked about just how, like, I've been more positive in this job, but I also think just through life and like leaning on God, I, I see my faith grow in a sense of, I, I still struggle with it at times, but like any human, I like to have control. Um, and before, I mean, I was such, such a control freak in sense of like, this is what our life's going to look like. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to get from point A to point B. And just over time, I've, I've seen myself let go of that a little more still struggling with it because there's still moments where I'm like, oh, if I do this and this, like this is going to make this happen. But I, I've seen those moments where when I've just let go and I said, I've said, okay, God, like, I'm going to do it your way. Like, what do you want me to do? And I've trusted him with that. Like I've seen how the outcome has been so much better than what like I had planned. So I think I've gotten better about doing that more just with everything, even just like small things. Like it's never, it doesn't always have to be like those big life altering things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, especially in those moments and even just like those smaller times, like just trusting God um, and like letting him have control. I think I've gotten better at, I've grown in and I'm still growing in mm-hmm. for sure. How do you think I've grown as How an individual? How have you grown? I mean, there's been so many things. You're a pastor now. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, young relationship us would not have seen that coming, I don't no, think. I wouldn't have seen it No. Coming. I mean, I wasn't surprised when you said something about it, but that was like, I don't know, year five maybe? Like, mm-hmm. there was some time under our belt. So then at that point, it wasn't surprising. But year like one or two, I'm surprised. Um, I think for... I think, I don't know if you've necessarily grown, but in our relationship, I've seen this a lot where you've just, you've taken that role of like godly leader. I don't know. Like you've just really accepted that role and like mm-hmm. you you do it well. I mean, I guess I don't know of other examples because I, I didn't see that growing up in my life because I, I wasn't raised in a Christian household. So seeing godly leaders wasn't something I'd seen, but like I feel like in our relationship, you've been very good at doing that with just us but also just within the church like you you're not afraid to like correct someone in a loving way in terms of just what the bible says um but also like kind of navigating them in a way where like they're willing to put god first too and like you're you i feel like really encourage people to do that Mm -hmm. and you do that in our relationship and within the church and i think you're good at that and I don't. I think you've grown in that for sure, just through experience. The the title of associate pastor might help with that. Makes it maybe a little bit easier. I don't know, but mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, it does make it easier. I don't know if you feel like you've grown in that. Oh yeah, definitely. But- <laughs> like you said, at day one, would never have thought that this was where I figured I would work at Co. Yeah. Heating and cooling. The place yeah, where something hands God on was like, sure. I guess you're not. And he God, God kind of forced me in a way to get more involved when it comes to the calling he placed. I did mm-hmm. some preaching, obviously, before when I worked at Co. Yeah. So I've been preaching for a while in yeah. just small, you know, little pockets here and there. Mm-hmm. But then um, the associate pastor didn't come until after oh, yeah, I got later. fired. And that was God kind of forcing me to do something earlier than i thought was going to happen i had this like you i don't pre-plan very often but this is something <laughs> that i pre-planned was okay i'm preaching now it's great you know i love doing it 
but in my head, I'm thinking, you know, maybe in 10 years, I'll be like bivocational and, you know, I'll be preaching a little bit more. And then when I'm like 40, maybe then, you know, I, I'll be working at the church full time, mm-hmm. you know, and all those types of things. Yeah. And I'm here at 27 working at the church yeah. full time. And God kind of like, God basically said, no, this is happening now. Yeah. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Yeah. And I'm still not ready for it in a lot of ways. But God continues to help me grow and, and, mm-hmm. and mature me in different ways and helps me be a better leader here at the church and, and at home mm-hmm. um, in, in, in whatever ways that I need to. Som- sometimes it is to plan more than what <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah. So one of our... So one of our four things that we are kind of our focuses for the year for the church is being prepared. And I think that is the one that I have to do the most is yeah. be more prepared. That's the one where you're like, oh, I don't know about yeah. this one. Jimmy, can we change that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, those are some obviously we've grown a lot as a couple from day one. Um, we look at the world a lot different than we did before. Oh, and all those all those moments take time. You know, a couple from day one is just not going to be, you know, great. You know, everything's going to go awesome all mm-hmm. the time because that's just not how the world is. No. Even in our relationship, even the ways that we've grown now, we're going to have to figure out how to grow again when certain moments in life mm-hmm. happen. And and you'll be on later um, throughout the year to talk about other things that we struggles we've gone through, areas that we didn't talk about today because i want to make it a whole episode about just our struggle with a certain thing um and how that's affected our relationships in different ways um but you know so there's other things in life that's gonna it's gonna be a stumbling block in our way how do you navigate the stumbling block and every person has to figure that out whether they're a couple Mm -hmm. or an individual there's always going to be a stumbling block in your way whether that's a situation in life whether that's sin in your life and you got to figure out how you can navigate that stumbling block Mm -hmm. and uh, spoiler alert the key is always christ yes you know how how is christ going to help me with this stumbling block how do i how do i allow christ to help me with this stumbling Mm -hmm. block and obviously other questions that you can can throw into all that but those are you know our relationship has had ups and downs but in the grand scheme of things, you know, I am so, you know, grateful to have a wife mm-hmm. like you, <laughs> you know, that continues to challenge me in different ways, mm-hmm. continues to, you know, to comfort me when I need comfort in all those different things that to support me, you know, as a wife's supposed to do mm-hmm. as a believer, you know, that's your role is to is to come up beside me to prop me up to to hold me up to to do it to do what you can to to build me up mm-hmm. and that's the same thing that I'm supposed to do do with you through leadership mm-hmm. and through loving yep. you know all those different things and that's how a godly a god-centered relationship works mm-hmm. you're going to do the roles god gave yep. you to the best of your abilities and god's going to give you the strength to keep doing those roles to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And just knowing it's an honor to get to do those. <laughs> yeah, it is. They're very specific tasks. So an obligation a and a want. Yeah. When you when you can view an obligation that God gives you as a want, mm-hmm. wow, does life get so much easier um, to, to do the things God calls you to do. Mm-hmm. When you can view it as a want, you know, coming to church, we talk about this a lot, <laughs> you know, Sometimes maybe we view it a little different than other people. Yeah, but we probably view it different than a lot of people. We're so, probably weird. <laughs> so we're here all the time. And, yeah. And I'm, I go to the extreme where I hate missing for vacations and things mm-hmm. like that. We really try not um, to. Jimmy has helped me a little bit with that. But, um, you know, we, we all work around our vacation to the best we can mm-hmm. to not miss as many services. And that's because I view church as an obligation and a want. Mm-hmm. I want to be here because yes. God wants me to be here. Hundred um, percent. And I think when we start viewing things like that, your 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 relationship with with your significant other becomes so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been together for ten years now. That's such a long time. You know, not 
not married that long, but been together for mm-hmm. 10 years. Um, I always say she doesn't always agree with me, but once you get married, you do kind of restart. But you know, but you're letting but, this one but count. This, one, this counts. one counts. So today, February 1st, is when we first got together, first officially started yeah. dating. Um, whether that I don't know, maybe it was Facebook official that day. I don't know. That's how that's how the kids view it these days. I mean, I'm Facebook sure official. even if it wasn't on that day, like I made sure I sent the date. So it is said very, yeah. very <laughs> Yeah. Even if it was a couple of days later that we like made it Facebook official. So tell me, what is the one thing you've learned about whatever in the ten years that we've been together? And about whatever? Well, I'm gonna gear it towards relationships. So it's fitting. Um I know you've said it a lot, but I think in a relationship, uh, whether uh, Christ in a relationship or not, it's important to talk about those hard things because I think that's where you you learn and grow together. And I think the benefit of having a Christ in a relationship is that you have something, some common ground to really just point your your beliefs and thoughts back to. And so having those hard, hard conversations, you can learn, you can grow together. Um, you can kind of set yourself up on a firm foundation early on. Like we had a lot of hard conversations early that maybe people don't always have. And some may not have to, but we had to have some harder conversations early. And I think having those early and, and just making sure God was at the center of all of that helped our relationship have this strong foundation um, that it needed to have. And so I think that's just key is don't be afraid to talk about those things. Because mm-hmm. even even our relationship now, there are moments where I'll come up to you and be like, I don't know if I want to tell you this or I don't know if I really want to talk about this, but like I know we need to. And so like we'll talk about it. And it might not be like something in terms of our beliefs, but it may just be like a challenging time. And and then it gives us that moment to navigate it together. Mm-hmm. And then to make sure that together we're putting God at the center of it. Because usually in those moments when I do come to you, it's like I've been trying to do it by myself. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing all these things and it's not working. And then you with your godly wisdom is like, well. (laughs) My gray hairs of wisdom. Yes. You're like, here's this Bible verse that I just know off the top of my head. and But that gives us the chance to get it back to where it needs to be centered and then we grow together because we're we're being open and honest, and so so having got it God in the relationship is the most important thing. But even if your relationship isn't a a Christian relationship at the time, still having those open and honest conversations with each other is the only way that you're gonna grow mm-hmm. together as a couple. Yeah, and you know so one of the things that I've learned in the ten years. Um, that we've been together is one sort of what you said which was you know communication but um there has to be like a foundation that's outside of you Mm -hmm. if you build your standard within yourself or within your even your relationship as a whole it will crumble it will fail but when your foundation and your standard is outside of you meaning it's in christ Mm -hmm. you know that that's what you point back to when you when you don't know what to say, when you don't know what to do, that's the foundation that you that you fall back on because it's the foundation that doesn't crumble. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I've kind of, you know, just figured out, you know, we, sh- we should do it more, you know, um, but we've done it. And I don't say you have to do it all the time. It would be awesome if you did it all the time, you know. But read the Bible with your significant other. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised what the Bible can do with your relationship, yeah. what what the Bible can change your thoughts and the ways that you, you know, sometimes I think a lot of times as a couple, like couples think, you know, I'll stay with this person because I think I can change them or, or something yeah. like that. But you don't have the ability to change anybody. The word of God does have mm-hmm. the ability. So and I think that was the, kind of the pivotal moment when we struggled early on was like, you know, I'll be, I'll just wait for her or him to change. Mm-hmm. When in all reality, all it took was reading the word of God to change the both of us. Yeah. You know, and so instead of thinking, you know, if I just beat her over the head or <laughs> beat him over the head, yeah, 
they'll eventually change if I if I just tell them to do this 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 or tell her to do this 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 they'll eventually change. Mm -hmm. That's never going to work. Yeah. But if you both sit down every now and then and read the word of God, mm -hmm. you'll be surprised what God can actually do with your relationship. Mm -hmm. Does she have any other final thoughts? No. That was a pretty good last one for sure. So so just remember, talk with your significant <laughs> yes. other. Put Christ at the foundation. Yes. And you'll be surprised what God can actually do. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Mini sermon by Philip. <laughs> yeah, that concludes our episode for this week. Um, if you like this episode, you can share it with somebody. You can subscribe on YouTube. That would be a, a great blessing to us. Um, if you have a comment, you can comment down below or you can comment us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.